comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. TV podcast episode 194 for season 7 episode 15 entitled something they need hi folks I'm Craig DeManda join with me this evening Mr. Aaron Newworth. baby steps guys making it we're making it to the end <laughs> we're getting there we're clawing our way to the very end Mr. Richard Chupto Sheldon yo yo <laughs> D- Daryl Taylor I too could give the child a middle finger and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> Didn't you that do that today great. at work? You told me you're doing something like that, right? Yeah. When they're mean, they're mean. You have to answer them back. <laughs> and Mr. Jim Dietz. Lady nuts, get your beach ball size lady nuts. Lady nuts, anyone. Come on, lady nuts. <laughs> a lot of good one liners in this episode. And we'll we'll get to it in in all of its glory in just a moment. Uh we did want to discuss a bit of news about the companion series, though, of The Walking Dead, entitled, for those of you that have not watched it, don't know it, it's called Fear the Walking Dead. It's on the same network as The Walking Dead, but uh, apparently a lot of people haven't found it yet. Um, so, Aaron, what have you heard? <laughs> what's the news, and uh, what, what's going on with that show? Well, we've talked about this in the past. As far- let's, we we let's, prophesized. Let's, I, I predicted it, but all right, go ahead. Yes, you did. We all did, let's, but I was, yeah. Let's sum up, let's sum up our, uh, let's sum up our thoughts on Fear the Walking Dead as a, eh. and uh, so <laughs> that's generally the reaction we have. We, and we, I, I know we have iTunes reviews that do not reflect highly on, on our, our, our unfavorable thoughts on the show, despite still listening to our podcast. So good on that. But many do seem to like listening to our podcast in, you know, in addition to watching Fear the Walking Dead or instead of, um, so we have new news. Uh, this is brought to my attention thanks to uh, Johnny Stower on the Facebook page, who I believe has even, uh, you know, been saying it on the Facebook page. But also, yeah. you guys have been we've been talking about this possibility where the showrunner uh, David Erickson, uh, he uh, is he's not going to be involved after this season. Um, apparently, the the show will, assuming it continues on after season three, because <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not like Fear the Walking Dead is blowing up in the ratings department. No. Um, but assuming there is a season four, uh, there will be a new showrunner. Apparently, Dave Erickson has signed on for uh, a new development deal with AMC, which will uh, put him off of his 
fear duties and so he'll be you know doing something else for the same network which mm-hmm. i guess they like working with them just the sh- and he's worked on other he's worked on what he worked on the lenny james show low winter sun correct yeah it was a more yeah on another uh, another series um so he's you know he's an amc guy and just yeah this was like you know his baby essentially and he's going to be moving on from it um from how it reads, it seems like it's after it's season three entirely. So not just like, you know, midway through, they'll be changing, you know, changing the captain of the ship. They'll be kind of going through the entire season before moving onwards. Um, but yeah, that's the basically the news here where the Fear of the Walking Dead will be heading in a uh, maybe a new direction, uh, being guided by a different uh, different showrunner, which is not, you know, not new news for Walking Dead in general. We, we Famously, the show has gone through a number of uh, showrunners before yes. finally with a uh, with what's his face, Scott uh, M. Gimple. Scott M. Gimple. I was like Mazzara. That's not right. He's before. Uh, yes. Yeah, with, uh, with Gimple. And you know, things have more or less been. At least they've been running smoothly. Like, like say that. Regardless of that, I mean, because there's a lot of quality episodes between the other showrunners, of course, Frank Darabont and Clint Mazzara. Right. Uh, yeah. This. This. I don't know if Fear the Walking Dead is. I mean, we don't know what season three is. Maybe season three is amazing. I don't know. I I'd look. I'd want. I'd love that to be the case. I, I know you guys would because it'd be, make it easier to watch the show. That's for sure. It would be as nice. long as I still have cake. But we, yeah, <laughs> well, we will. We will certainly talk about it, and we will enjoy talking about it because we do enjoy talking about it. That's mm-hmm. how we do the show to begin with, right, guys? I always yes. enjoy talking about cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, Almost I, I, as much as I like eating cake. Well, low end the, that movie, low end winter with the show, low winter, low, end, low winter yeah. sun, low winter yeah. sun. That had a lot of good actors in it, and I was it so did. disappointed in the it. The show but, was yeah. terrible. Just bombed though. It just bombed. Yeah, didn't make it. Which just Mark, wasn't Mark good. Lonnie James, you would think you wouldn't be able to lose, you know? Right. It, it was watching it was like the, he just didn't know what to do with that talent, like the the team working on that show. So it's I don't know. But as Aaron alluded to, this is totally not, you know, this is not surprising. I mean, the no. show is definitely underperformed for them, right? Uh, you know, critically and and financially. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to obviously go for another, you know, for some way to, to spice it up or bring back, you know, increased viewership. So, like, you know, as as Aaron, you know, mentioned, you know, not not totally unseen, you know, not really out of the blue that they did this. I, I've been pretty critical, although I've stuck with it, obviously, and, and I've, I've given the show praise where it works, and I've been critical where it hasn't, and uh, and my main criticism, if I could sum up these, these last uh, seasons, the two seasons that we watched, is that they're just going at such a slow pace. It's like we've watched now seven years, or at the point, whatever, six years of The Walking Dead, we, we're at a certain speed. It's like we're running, you know, the, the bus started slow, but then it kind of got faster and faster and faster. And then you go back to this show, it's just like, oh, all right, all right, these relationships. And you, you go ep- two or three episodes without even seeing a walker, without even seeing a zombie. It's like they, they weren't even really that much of a threat for a while. It, it's just, it's just, they need to speed it up, up the stakes a little bit, make it Maybe more set edgy. It, set it, I think they need to really set it apart from the other show, too. I mean... People, well, I think that's I mean, the problem. Well, they, they, yeah. they're, they're trying they too hard the to set it apart. formula now, though. They, but, they just, it's right, the answer is right in front of them. They've been doing it for two seasons now, and that is do away with the hour-long week-to-week drama fear and keep giving us it brought to us by Taco Bell and T-Mobile Unleashed <laughs> for a minute at a time so we can during a commercial it. break. That's because exciting. those are more enjoyable to me than the damn show is. Yeah. Well, I then would, they don't... I, I, if, I would, pos- f- I would posit that the the idea is not necessarily to speed things. That's yeah, well, or, party, or, party. Or, 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 I think there's 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 smaller there's small issues. I agree, but I think the the largest issue is that I don't care about any of these people. That's it's, my problem it, with it. That's yeah. the big one. That's I my mean, problem. I mean, yeah. It's not. I mean, Even Travis. Old 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 
<laughs> no, I, Nick. Nick Old Man Clothes. Yes. Nick Old Man Clothes. Oh, Switch. yeah. Nick Old Man. See, I can't right. even. Yeah, you can't even tell them apart. <laughs> Zombie guts. Yeah. But but the thing is, I know what you're saying, Aaron, and you're, you're right. It, it's more than just that. The, the other, and I've said this in a couple episodes, too. When the show tries to be so different than The Walking Dead, it tries to kind of be something different, it's when it fails. Mm-hmm. When it yeah. actually, like, embraces what it is, there's a few episodes in there where they're actually in it and, and they're doing some stuff and they're moving the plot and they're, they're getting some action going. That's when it actually shines. Like, what's wrong with The Walking Dead West Coast? What's wrong mm-hmm. with that? Why can't it be that? Why did that be this, this slow burn relationship type of thing, which they're trying? It's just not working, at least with the fans. But but they have to have the compelling like characters. Of- Without the compelling characters, you got nothing, man. I mean, well, you could have exactly, everything. Yeah. You could have everything the the main show does. You know, you could have the same pace, the same the same action, everything else that the main show does. But if we don't give a crap about any of the characters, which you know, it seems to be the consensus, none of us really do, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the stakes are because nobody cares. You know, you're, well, you're the, not making the, any the, kind of attachment to that cast. I like the, the problem I had. The problem I had with the show when they kept talking about on the Walking, uh, the Talking Dead afterward, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Was how Nick was the the star of the show. He was supposed to be the focal character of the show. Right. And when I'm watching it, and I had watched it before I heard all that, I I sat there going, I didn't get that. In fact, I thought Nick was the one that would get killed off or something down the line, because he didn't feel like he was the focal part of the character well, I thought- of the show. He didn't feel like the interesting part. He wasn't in the most interesting character of the show. It like everything that they had pointed to that. The show was, they were telling me, but I didn't see it when I watched it. And I think the characters that people gravitated towards were not the characters that they thought that people would gravitate towards. And the ones that they wanted us to like, I think most people didn't like. And the ones that they didn't concentrate on as much, or even they were supposed to be kind of the bad guy, I think like Trask, I think people liked him more. Of the family, Strand. yeah, Tran. Like more people liked him more than than most of the family, and right. he was supposed to be the one that you watched because he was dangerous. Like he was the the dangerous character that you don't know which way he would go with his loyalties. And like, if you can't even, if you can't, you don't even know how we're going to perceive your show. Like we know who Rick is. We know who we like. Daryl came in, and you know, like there's just characters that you know. You're going to like, and you're going to kind of want to watch. They don't. I don't think they still don't know who their characters are, and who who are the ones that people want to, you know, come back to, and who are the characters that just people just don't care about at like all. Like Ophelia, like she could die tomorrow, you wouldn't care. Yeah, you, nobody you, yeah. cares. Who cares? Nobody cares. It's like, come on, well, already. See, I I thought from the beginning it was supposed to be. Is it Madison? Is that the mom's name? Yes. Yeah, Maddie yes. Madison. Right. I I thought it was supposed to be her. Like, like she was going to be the female Rick of this show is, is the way it was possible. Yeah. I thought they were trying to set this up, which I never got that either, but you know, it actually seemed a little bit more centric towards, uh, Nick than what I think you saw, at least in my eyes, but there's really not been a main character in that show. No, they tried. They've been experimental with a lot of different things, and it just yeah. hasn't hasn't worked. I don't think. And, you know, and I mean, and we and, got we got to move on. We <laughs> no one is liking this conversation. Yeah, everyone <laughs> wants us to move past this. Well, I just wanted to answer Craig's question of why does it always have to be East Coast versus West Coast? It's just uh, that's just how it is. East versus West, man. They got Tupac. They got Biggie. <laughs> They're coming for Nick Old Man Clothes next. They're coming for him? He's he's, 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 he's a marked man? Yeah. Get him. 
Get them. So if you want to continue this discussion, obviously Fear the Walking Dead will be returning to AMC uh, probably within the next, I'd say, six to eight weeks, right? We have a date. I think it's in early summer it comes back. Oh, right I'm after, ready. Right after Better Call Saul does its half-season uh, so uh, run. That's it. So, How are you sharing your excitement there, Craig? Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I want it to be good. I've always said that. But I, I've, been, I've been fair with it, though. I think we've all been fair. You know, we've given it a, hey, a lot of Hey, you stuck chances. around for the whole oh season. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I bailed after the first season. We did it for the <laughs> listeners. It we was for it. the listeners. It um. definitely, it, it definitely is, and, uh, and we enjoy it. So, All right, let's get to this episode, Something They Need, directed by Michael Slovis, written by Corey Reed. Your guys' initial thoughts? You think we're getting to a good place here? I last week was you know dull. I think was the general thought on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was a little messy for me. I'll get to that more, but that's my general. Thought. I think you wrote sloppy in your review, didn't you? I remember reading that word. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure we could throw around those um, words. <laughs> I could hear the I, I, shuffling of t- like you know when you have to get ready for a barbecue or a party or something in the last minutes and you're trying to just get everything put together, the chairs and set up right, and the, all the tables and all the the forks and knives and plastic stuff and all that. It felt like that, like they're trying to get all the stuff. No, together no, this is big war. This... I was going to say this this episode had more table dressing in it than the remains of the friggin' day, okay? <laughs> After last episode and this episode of them moving Damn. everything around and setting everything up and setting the table, okay, can we go ahead and eat now? Damn. Please now, be sure, I, be I sure, don't... be sure, be sure to send your Merchant Ivory slash Walking Dead crossover uh, fiction. There you go, no doubt, that'd be great. <laughs> at, Yoda, at Yoda Jones on Twitter. <laughs> well, they already did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You know, you could be a, like a Next room, some, a room with some brains. Uh, <laughs> that could work. I, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. But one of the things that I did like about this is how it kind of flip flopped the juxtaposition of Negan and Rick where we kind of see Rick as more the heavy and as, I mean, the way, even though they were as polite as they could be about it, the way they just threw it around and this is going to happen, you know, the Rick Tater is back. Then we see Negan. It's very weak though. It was, it, it, I, it, I don't, it, I'm not disagreeing, but I see kind of what they were trying to do. And they tried to humanize Negan a little bit more in his interactions with Sasha. And then, with what Eugene was saying to Sasha and all that stuff. So I just thought it was consistent. Like he could use people, he uses them. If yeah. he, if they feel they're useful for, to him, he uses them. If not, he just kills them. It was just kind of <laughs> flip flop. That's Negan. But um I, I don't disagree with it being a little messy. All right, let's jump right into it. So in the cold open, we see another kind of a fuzzy, out-of-focus opening. We saw this the last episode, too, so I guess there's some kind of theme with that. Uh, the walkers are moving towards the camera, and we see that they're on the beach. And we I kind of thought at first it was the Oceanside Beach, and obviously it was, but we're not really sure. It's just some kind of beachfront. And then we see Michonne driving Rick in the RV. Rick is reading a map. Daryl is riding next to them in, in his bike. And then they're followed by a van driven by uh, Aaron with Brother Gabriel riding shotgun. Uh, and then a voiceover begins with Tara explaining to Rick about the community she found, uh, the women in their armory full of guns. Rick asks, and this is all voiceover as you see things happening on the screen. Rick asks, why didn't she tell them before now? And Tara explains that, look, she made a promise. As the voiceover continues, we see the gang, including Eric now, which I've never seen him like leave the walls of Alexandria yeah. the first time. Like the first time we met yeah. him, he was outside. Right. And that, was, that was it. He gets into. They I get thought in, he was going to end up dead because he was outside the wall for the first time. You think so? Yeah. And I, I, 
I mean, it's like it, a setup for that, and yeah, because like, yeah. Jesus came out last episode, right? Okay, so Eric's gonna be gone, and maybe Aaron, and uh, I don't know, who knows. Anyway, including Eric, they get into a canoe and start to paddle, presumably to the little hidden cove of the Ocean Siders, which I guess that's where they went. You really didn't see where they paddled to, though. We cut back to the beach full of walkers, then. Uh, we see a scene of Carl and Enid in the woods just kind of chit-chatting. And it just seemed like it was just shoved in here, this whole Carl and Enid thing, this episode. It really didn't... That was really out of place. Just really weird. Really kind of weird. Yeah. It, it, seems, it seems like remnants left over from things is like, oh, yeah, we have these characters, and they might be important next week, so we better make sure you, you, the audience remembers that they're around. Like, that's what it felt like. It's pretty much for them to die. Like, I, I, got the, I kept saying it. Like, all I could see was, okay, he's dying, she's dying. <laughs> You're like this is just to let you know that this- I'm. No, I I completely agree. I, honestly, like after because of having random clips like that, I'm like, well, seems like Enid might be on the chopping block here. <laughs> like I don't know. What that was the <laughs> first thing I thought. First thing I thought. So she asks Carl if he ever thinks about who he killed, and he replied, "Yeah, okay." Voiceover continues. Rick tries to tell Tara to not feel bad if the plan goes south and does not go well. He's trying to say, look, you know, we're gonna try here, but. If it doesn't go well, don't don't beat yourself up about it. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Back at the beach, we can see uh, these really gnarly walkers, and they're a little more clear now in the picture. They have, like, barnacles on them and stuff. Like, they've been in the yeah. water for a long time. Did like that. Yeah, like sea life yeah. growing on them. Arr, pirate walkers, they be. Well, they came off a ship because it looks like you see in the distance there's some kind of, like, wrecked uh, like a tanker c- right. cargo oh. ship or a tanker. Right. And and presumably it was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird when uh, when uh, Javier Bardem was in the background going, "Ah, get Rick, get him!" Ah! <laughs> you know, we all saw that. We I kept thinking I was going to see Ted Danson shamble by from Creepshow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can hold my breath a long time. We're crushing the decades on this week's references, guys. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, we're killing it. <laughs> and then we go to our credits. After the opening at the hilltop, Maggie is giving Eduardo, one of the hilltoppers, farming tips about using a tarp to yield better results and keep the weeds out. And he's very impressed, and he says, thanks, boss lady. And, of course, Gregory overhears that. He's within earshot and doesn't like that. He's outside also reading some sort of book. I don't, we don't really know what he's doing. He's probably just trying to keep tabs on uh, on Maggie. He might as well have been wearing like a, a hat and a mustache. Be like nothing to see here. <laughs> Twirling it with one finger. Just, just cue the just cue the sign saying I have to kill her now. It was just weird because I I paused it sometimes as I'm writing these notes and he's sitting there holding this book, standing there. I'm like, what what what's in this book? Like what what is he and reading? Every, is he writing? What, what is he doing? You don't know. And people refer to her like the leader. So like that's it's just it was just an obvious thing. Yeah, thanks, boss like, lady. It's too obvious. (laughs) So Maggie then explains that she's going to go outside the walls to transplant a young blueberry bush, wild blueberry bush she spotted growing outside. And they can transplant it and bring it inside the walls. Wink, wink. Blueberries are yummy. That's it. Mm -hmm. At the Oceanside community, or, or I should say on the outskirts of the Oceanside community, Michonne climbs into a tree to get into a vantage point for for her sniping. Rick asks if she's good. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good enough. Almost like she has a little bit of trepidation about this plan, but uh, she's going along with, with uh, you know, with her man. Aaron and Rick are chatting. We don't see Eric, excuse me. Aaron and Eric are chatting. We don't see this too often. And Aaron is thankful he came along. He goes, hey, man, you don't, you don't usually come along. It's good, it's good that you joined us. Eric's like, look, you know, I don't like this, but I accept the situation. We have to fight the saviors. We can't continue like this. He doesn't I'm like it. I'm probably getting written out of the show, right. so i got to be on screen. 
<laughs> he doesn't like it, but at least he can spend some time, with, quality time with his boyfriend, too. So, nice little Eric, a uh, couple of lines they threw him. Daryl and Jesus are rigging and burying the sticks of dynamite they recovered, again, around the perimeter of the Oceanside community. Obviously, they have a larger plan here. Jesus is lamenting that he should have tried harder to stop Sasha and Rosita, which makes no sense because in the last episode, he's like, all right, you can go. Just go. Like, he didn't even try to he really stop them. He drew them a map. He right. drew them a map. Now, now he's trying to tell Daryl he should have tried harder. I really don't I don't know what that means. Like, he's, I don't know either. By the no way, yeah. they're, 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 the showing of Daryl right away, it's like, well, that was Dwight at the end of last week's episode, just like right off the bat. They just, there's yeah, no, hide, no hiding that one. Pretty much. Unless it, it could have been some kind of time jump thing, too. But you're right. Yeah, I guess it means nothing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? I mean, that'd be, that'd be incompetent even for this show to do something like that to be just like to, to just randomly insert Daryl here even though he's still in the other place at the same time or like <laughs> you're right Aaron because I did when I saw that uh, when I watched that last night it did make me think oh you're letting us know that it's not any of them <laughs> so it's got to be Dwight like it's yeah. it, like you're already telling us it's Dwight pretty much so Daryl was thinking optimistically saying that Sasha is a great shot and Rosita also knows how to take care of herself and that they're probably back at the hilltop right now. So he says that they're going to need them because a whole lot of people still got to die. <laughs> See, again, that line right there right. assures you that they didn't. he did not go after he, Rosita and that, Sasha. That, that, <laughs> like, that, that cleared it right there, yes. That, that, that. <laughs> Cut to a dark room that opens up. We see Sasha is locked in the cells at the Savior Sanctuary. One of the cells. And then we see Rapey Davy. He comes in, explains that he was the guy that gave the rope to the guys that tied her up last night, but she doesn't remember. He was no fat Jerry, though. <laughs> wasn't this guy kind of like... I remember him. Wasn't he kind of like making moves at Enid back at the at Alexandria, too? Is that the same dude? I think it's Is the same him? dude. Yeah, I think it's the same. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he is a little rapey. He's a hate <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sasha asks... Yeah. yeah. Sasha asks him for some water. David gets close and starts to feel her up a little. And says, all right, I'll give you some water, but you're going to have to, you know, might be willing to break the rules and do something with me if I do that. Sasha tells him to go to hell and then basically headbutts David nicely, gives him a square little headbutt. David then lands on the floor and he says, okay, you want to fight? It's just going to make it last longer. And he starts to unbuckle his pants at this point. Suddenly, Negan appears and he kind of like bangs the door jam with Lucille. And he goes, hey, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> and David tries to explain, but Negan's like, no, no, no. I don't want to hear this. He's not impressed. He takes out his massive knife. And again, here is David's apology. David's very sorry. He's like, oh, please, I'm sorry. You know, Negan doesn't buy it. And he sticks the knife right through Davy's throat. It goes in one uh, neck, goes in one side and out the other. That That's- knife is like he like that Huge. seems like a like they're they're in Washington. It seems like he went to the Smithsonian, found Rambo's knife, and now has it at his own knife. Like that's something that <laughs> that's first blood. <laughs> that's not a knife. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, is it a crocodile <laughs> a D knife? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely <laughs> not a spoon. <laughs> this is uh, this is all. This whole thing's ripped straight out of the comics. By the way, I I, I knew this scene. It's a different character, but this whole. When his old Negan's whole thing here about we don't rape that's that's mm-hmm. just that's ripped right out of the comic book pages. So Negan apologizes to Sasha and orders one of the henchmen outside to get her a new T-shirt because Davy ripped the one she was wearing. He leans in close 
and apologizes for having to witness that as well, what he just did to David. He then stands up and recognizes her and says, oh, I know who you are. That, you know, that she was part of the group that witnessed him knocking two people. And he even goes with his little bat. Like he, 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 he recalls that. He goes on to admire her beach ball sized lady nuts and then asks her if Rick is the one who put her up for this, this kamikaze mission. Mm-hmm. And Sasha scoffs and says that Rick is your bitch and he did not order it. Negan is loving what he sees. Like his smile on his face is getting wider and wider. He admires her like suicide mission. He end up, ends up leaving his knife on the floor right in front of her. And he gives her some choices as to what to do with the knife. She said, you can either use it to try to kill me, but I'm standing above you with a baseball bat. Not really a smart move. She can use it to stop all rapey Davy when he comes back to life and becomes dead alive rapey Davy. <laughs> I quoted that. And then then join the cause, join forces with Negan. Negan recommends the latter choice, as he would love to harness the heat coming off of her beach ball-sized lady nuts and have her (laughs) join the team. (laughs) He even says that uh, she can help him run this place one day, following the rules. It's all about the rules. He then tells her he knows it's got to be hard considering what he did, but you know what? She should just get over it. Like, he's like, you know, he's pretty real with her. He's like, yeah, I, I, I killed these guys, but it's time to get over it. Come come work for me now. I. Yeah. I don't. I, I, go I, ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. You probably have the same issue. I do. Go ahead. Yeah. It, I, I, can, I, I can understand, I guess, to an extent that Negan's ego is so big that he can convince himself that this is a good idea. But this is a terrible idea. I mean, like, the, this person literally tried to kill you last right. night. Like, kill every single person involved with you. And you're like, well, first day. Like, at least Daryl, he's like, let me feed him dog food for a week before I start to make some, like, demands of him. She's, Break like, him. fresh off. She's fresh off the murder path. And he's like, join my crew. Here's a knife. Do. <laughs> There's. I just I don't I don't buy this like as a as a a plan of action for this man who seems who is apparently smart enough to make this whole organization work, but is also freely offering people that want to murder him opportunities to join and be like second in command in his whole crew. It just it's strange to me. I I don't I don't know if I. Well, I mean, it's almost like they don't want to be shouted out for for making it a simple kill to kill Sasha. So they have to make this elaborate plan to get at least get her to you know to maybe poison or do something to to negan or something before she gets murdered you know like that's the the thing also she'd be quick enough to grab that knife and at least stab him somewhere knock him down then stab him again she would if she if you're suicidal like she's supposed to be because that's basically what she did she did something totally suicidal there's no way she would have uh gotten to uh negan no way but I guess she we figured, also, uh, you know, she I could, think, she could, because she could have lunged at him with the knife, but she wouldn't have killed him though. No, Not she wouldn't have killed him. Sitting. She wouldn't have killed him. And she, she wants to kill him. She doesn't want this to be a, you know, he, she slashes his leg, and then he hits her over the head with the baseball bat, and then said she's done. It's like she wants him dead. I think that's probably. I why mean, she common didn't do sense it. of the character though, if she really wanted to kill him, she would have went with Rick and then prepared to fight. I, I think what could have helped is seeing this whole suicide run play out. I feel like we missed right. out. 
jumping straight to her being locked up. Right. Like, how many guys did she kill? She could have killed like 10, 12, 15 guys. We don't even know what yeah, she did. I have no idea. They just I mean, jump started. It was right. like you had no time. But and Negan's like, you caused a fracas last night. <laughs> okay, a fracas. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather see said fracas than watching like, you know, pirate zombies coming out of the water and like, don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if they didn't say we could save a little bit of money for the finale by not doing that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. I mean, think about where the show takes place this week. There's a logic to why you can only do so many things. You can mm-hmm. go to one or two, you know, Atlanta hot sets and save time. Yes, I, I get it to a to a degree in that direction. But yeah, it just it. This whole, the whole set, like, if I was able to see something like that, I could maybe buy into where Negan's coming from and sort of is offering a job, kind of, maybe he saw something in her that we're not really seeing beyond the, uh, just being told, we're, you know, we're just being yeah, told. Yeah, because that worked out for Daryl, I mean. Yeah, you clearly. Know, <laughs> you would, you would think he'd just say, you know what, to hell with your group. It's just like, I just, I know now to kill you. If anything, that would be the, that would be the deal. Like, I, if I was Negan, I would say to myself. I kind of get that this is a close knit group. I probably just have to kill you. I mean, you should have learned this lesson from from Daryl. You mean like escaping yeah, and all like that? Like it was a waste of time. Like all of that, you were ne- Daryl never turned. Like I, yeah. I should have just and and he lost people because of it. Right? Fat he, Joey. Yeah, some of his people got killed. Yeah, and I feel like he's trying. Joe. He's making the same mistake over again with her, and he's like trying the exact same thing, and he expects yeah. different results somehow. He's I not mean. that dumb. He's never yeah. been shown to be that dumb yet. So I don't understand him making that type of uh, call at this time. Like, I, if things but were he, desperate, yes, but he's winning. Like, there's no like. Why would you do that now? He did turn Eugene. I mean, obviously Eugene's a coward, but still, yeah. He did, but he, he did. knew going in that yeah. Eugene was a coward. Like that also, was not even a question. Like, the word's still out too on Eugene. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I don't I, know I, either. I, I could buy into him being turning. I could also buy into him playing a really slow hand here. Eugene, so. Eugene is a friend of convenience. You know, like if it changes, if the wind changes, he will flip. So as, as Rick's that. army is is approaching the sanctuary, he may change his mind, huh? Exactly. <laughs> See. I see it as one that's waiting for an opportunity to present itself. Right. Like, like, oh, I killed that guy because I was uh, helping you guys out. I was never part of Negan. <laughs> I'm not Negan. I'm, I'm not, not Negan. Negan. I-, I was no, Negan. No. I'm not Negan now. No, no, I'm Rick. I'm Rick. I'm, Rick. I'm not Negan. <laughs> so after the commercial, Sasha is still sitting in her cell, and she gets a visitor. It's, it's Eugene. Oh, he comes <laughs> yeah. in. He comes bearing gifts, a blanket, a lantern. Sasha simply asks him, what did they do to you? And he replies, look, they kept me safe. He goes on to explain that he knows of Negan's offer to her to join his crew and that he recommends she take it. He says uh, he feels he made the correct select when he chose to join sides with the management here. Eugene goes on to explain how he truly believed he could be brave and that the 37 minutes he took the RV that night, the night of the killings, was a great part of his existence, but that deep down he now realizes that all he will ever be is a coward. He also said he was so scared that night, he thought that his number was up. He even said, kit to the grit. He says, uh, being a part of the Saviors, he'll never have to be that scared ever again. And he pleads with Sasha to join him. And even invokes Abraham, saying that he would want her to do it. Sasha just glares at him. He's like, yeah, all right, you're probably right. Abraham wouldn't. But either way, he still says she should do it. Eugene notices that Rapey Davy is starting to twitch and come back to life. And he's like, I- I'm out of here. And he kind of knocks on the door and he-, he escapes. 
and we see a cool kind of point of view shot from Sasha's point of view of Davy's eyes opening up, and you see those, those blue kind of zombie eyes staring right at her. Yeah, this, this is fine. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's padding. I mean, there's nothing really here beyond like, yeah. By the way, here's a reminder that Eugene's on the dark side for now. Like, yeah, yeah. There was no, yeah, there was no weight to that. Like, it, it really did feel like this was just eating up, chewing up scenery. So back to the hilltop outside the walls, Maggie is digging up her plant and is approached by Gregory. He wants to have a chat, and Maggie remarks how she has never seen him outside the walls before. He replies, "They built the walls to use them." Then he asks uh, her where all of her friends have gone off to, and Maggie replies they went off to find something they needed. Greg tries to persuade Maggie that they need to present a more united front, and Maggie replies it would be easier if they actually were united, but she agrees to come by later so they can finish their chat. She she says everyone can change, and I'm going to give you a chance. Did anyone hear the Wile E. Coyote music and her being the... uh... The target and, and the whole thing, and it just never worked out. Like, he just kept looking at her, and it just was like a silly cartoon <laughs> to me, this whole thing. And then he gets caught. Like, it's just... it's I, I That was a wasted this, moment. I keep having this vision of Gregory hanging by the end of a rope, and that just brings me pleasure. I want like I, almost, <laughs> I almost thought he would go to kill her and trip and, and stab himself in the throat or something. Like, I almost <laughs> it wasn't that. too far I off really of that, did. actually. Yeah. I really rolled did. a one. I really did think he was going to do Critical that. miss. <laughs> so as Greg starts to walk away, a twig snaps in the distance. So obviously they're joined by a walker or two that's coming by. He offers to stand watch while she completes her work. He takes out his knife from his little holster. And for a moment, standing over her, we can see you know, the gears working in his brain. Yeah. He's thinking about using it to kill Maggie. The Acme safe is over her head. Yeah. <laughs> He turns around, though, in shame and apparently shakes off that thought. Like He's like, no, I can't do this. And he kind of shakes it off. But then suddenly a walker appears from the woods. We knew it was coming. He offers to dispose of it, but Mackie asks, "Um, have you ever done this before? But Greg's ego won't let him show weakness and says, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't. And he literally... And this was actually kind of funny. I rewound it a couple of times. Oh, I love this. He the, the runs. Berkeley is so good. He yeah. jogs. Like he actually runs towards the walker, he and the did. camera, and the he camera did. runs with him. Like it was a steady camera or something. Like because yeah, they're, they're running right. Oh yeah, they run right behind him, and then he says, uh, and you see this nasty walker. He's a big one too, yeah. and his like teeth are chomping like that. And he says, oh, Jesus. Oh, okay, you do it. And then he kind of runs away. <laughs> he, yeah. runs, he runs back. He's like, he runs, and then he goes, I forgot. I'm a punk ass. I don't do stuff like this. <laughs> I just love seeing him run, though. It's so funny. I don't know if they he just did. did it on purpose. Or- no, because it's great. It's great. I think Zayn's so good at this role. Where, like, on the page, it's just like, go run at zombie and then run back away because you're too scared. Right. And he built for all its worth. Like, every little mannerism he did. Like, yeah. it's just well handled. Like, he's doing such a great job with this person. I'm glad I was the only one that caught that because I, I, I mean, I was just laughing as I watched it. I was like, that's so perfect. And he, and he has that look on his face of, I hate her for making me feel like a coward. I hate her so much. They double down on it in a second, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Maggie's like, okay, fine. She takes her little, like a little farm implement, her little like shovel, and starts to finish the job for him. And then suddenly he's attacked and brought to the ground by another walker. And Gregory's screaming as he's wrestling with the zombie. And he goes, Maggie, please help me. And Maggie runs over and saves him. And she helps him up. And he begins to be sick. And he's like vomiting. He's just, he's so sick. 
as this is happening, four hilltoppers are returning to the gate, and they just stop. And Maggie's like, ah, it's all right. You know, he's never killed one before. He's learning. And the lead hilltopper says, that's not what he told us. Yep. <laughs> Greg then thanks Maggie for the help and returns to the gate in shame. In Oceanside, we see the lead lady, Natanya, congratulate the bratty girl, Rachel, for catching a fish all by herself. She then goes into her house, only to find Tara standing in the shadows, holding a gun to her. And it brings us to a commercial. But not only just a commercial, a very oh, special oh. commercial break. It's time. It is time. Buckle your seatbelts, Unleash folks, it, Aaron. Unleash it. For hashtag Fear the Walking Dead, hashtag Passage, unleashed by T-Mobile, the uncarrier. Aaron, would you please bring us the details of the scintillating episode? Guys, the penultimate episode of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage unleashed by T-Mobile, the uncarrier, is about as good as episodes of We Are the Walking Dead hashtag passage unleashed by T-Mobile, the uncarrier get. There was all kinds of things gone here. You know, we're talking about this episode of The Walking Dead, where it's just a mere setup to a finale. This episode of Fear the Walking Dead, hashtag Passion Unleashed by T-Mobile Young Carrier, is an amazing <laughs> setup for the finale. As we left off, Colton had drawn a gun on, on Gabby. We just got the knife, and, and they're, like, facing off. And Colton's like, you're not worth it. And right then, Sierra comes in, finally. She saves. She, she, she starts pulling away at Colton. They start getting in a scuffle. Gabby's collecting herself. They're, 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 they're fighting. He starts, he starts strangling. Everyone's getting people are getting hurt here. Then Gabby stabs Colton in the chin, the, in, the in the belly with the knife, stabs him, <laughs> and the, the things are just heating up there. And he's like, "Don't leave me like this!" And uh, <laughs> and, and and he says, "Someone someone says you did what you, you did what you, uh, Sierra says this to Gabby. He's like, "You did what you had to." And they start running away while Colton's like stabbed in the belly. Leonard's like, "Well, oh my God, I'm stabbed." And then that was the that was the to be continued mark. So we got one episode left of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage unleashed by the uncarrier T Mobile the Uncarrier. Yeah, what this- a cliffhanger. It is oh, though. Yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. Don't leave turn? me like this. My anxiety is so high it's not gonna come down for the whole week, man. I cannot wait. <laughs> Actually, it was shot really well too. Like it was directed well. It was good. Like I was, I enjoyed it. Was it. Visceral. It was visceral. I was caught up in it. It's getting good, man. Well, Aaron, thank you for, as always for bringing us uh, Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage as only you can. And it is uh, wow, it's getting good. It's all I can say. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but I'm sure it's going to be all right. One thing's for sure: this episode of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage, just unleashed by the T-Mobile Uncarrier, is really setting a high bar for the next season of whatever Fear the Walking Dead hashtags miniseries is going to be so that's true yeah yeah you're right it's definitely getting up there it's true even even the episodes i would say that you know some of the earlier episodes are kind of a little bit slow a little bit boring compared to this like this is this is good this is this is some action here this is it's nail biting they should have another plane episode or something oh man they tried that oh (laughs) subway subway next subway yes (laughs) brought to you by subway eat eat fresh greyhound bus Oh, we get Keanu Reeves to guest star as a there's a brain on the bus. <laughs> Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> All right, so thanks, Aaron. After the yeah. commercial, we we go back to Natanya's house, and Tara tells Natanya to sit there and stay quiet. She's again holding a gun to her. She walks over and kind of pats her down, make sure she's not armed herself. Natanya grumbles that they should have killed Tara when in the village when they had the chance. Then the granddaughter Cindy comes in, and Tara again holds her up and says, "Okay, hold it." Searches her, has her sit down as well, and Cindy's mad at, at, because 
she said, you promised to Tara. You promised. And she's like, well, I had, I had to do it. There isn't much time, but Tara tries desperately to persuade them to help her and her group. She explains that they'll take over if they have to, but insists instead they should join them in fighting the saviors. The grandmother, again, Natanya, continues to resist, and Tara looks over at her watch and realizes that they're out of time anyway. And outside, in the distance, in this peaceful Oceanside community, we see a huge explosion occur in the woods near the settlement. Two of them, one of them being Beatrice, tries to make it to the arsenal, because they know we got to get to the arsenal, they have to get there, but are stopped by Sniper Michonne in the tree, and then Daryl and Jesus on the ground just stop them, dead in their tracks. Back inside, Tara is still trying to explain things and tells the girls it's time to move outside. But Cindy and Natanya, to get the upper hand on Tara, they do this little, little fake-out move on her, and she's forced to hand over her gun uh, to Cindy. And she explains it wasn't even loaded. Outside, all the townspeople are herded into one area. So Rick's group is so slick. You don't even see really what they're doing, but they've already like masterminded to herd the whole town into one area outside into the woods. And we also see Tobin as part of the group here, and Brother Gabriel. There's a, there's a number of Alexandrians that we have not seen before uh, jumping <laughs> onto the they, bandwagon. They've been drafted, man. They're, they're, so you got <laughs> to pay the piper. It's time, time to help out. That's right. <laughs> Rick comes onto the scene explaining that he won't hurt them, that they're going to move quickly because we know the explosion is probably going to draw some walkers. Uh, we're going we're to get this done quickly. But Natanya comes walking in holding Tara hostage with a gun to her head. And she says in a shrill voice, nobody is taking anything and, and to leave, go and leave them alone. And Rick agrees, he, but he says, look, we're going to leave you alone, but we're taking the weapons with us. <laughs> we're taking them guns. We're taking the guns. The Come on done. now. The deal is done. That's right. <laughs> Michonne and Natanya. Uh, Michonne has Natanya in her sights uh, from her tree vantage point. But this is actually a pretty cool shot, too. And Tara yells, no, Michonne. Because <laughs> I think she felt that Michonne was going to take out Natanya right, right there. She, she kind of, yeah, she just, she, she knew it was coming. And Michonne sees through the scope and then she kind of lowers her weapon, doesn't, doesn't take out Natanya. Tara speaks up and says that she's now addressing the whole town. She says, look, we're going to take your weapons to fight the saviors and we will win with or without your help. And the Tanya is again resisting, whining, complaining, threatening to kill Tara. Some of the Oceansiders, though, start to come around. Uh, so that they should take action against the saviors. Even Cindy joins in. Natanya then says that she is disappointed in her people and how they've forgotten what the saviors have done to them. She also says that she's going to kill Tara and then die herself, but it'll be worth it to remind her people of what is important. That's crazy. <laughs> but before anyone can make a move, Michonne spots out of the corner of her eye a herd approaching the group of people, and she screams down from the tree, Rick, walkers! With that quick distraction... Cindy knocks her grandma, Natanya, hard on the head and gets her down to the ground. Rick then gets everyone to their feet. says, okay, get the kids, get them safe, get them behind us. And then he gives instructions, we're going to form a line. Don't shoot at any walker that's not within 10 feet. And then Beatrice kind of gets her people, you know, in their little line. says, okay, right. knives out, first, first, uh, what do you say, first squad or something she said. Knives out, and again, dead only, dead only. So she's like saying, yeah, don't, don't attack saying. Rick's group, just attack the dead people. Good earners. Good earners. <laughs> and then the fight begins. Uh, Rick's group is very efficient at taking out most of the herd with their with their rifles and automatic weapons. 
the Ocean Siders are also good warriors. There was some cool shots. You even see the little girl Rachel take out a full size walker, no problem. They're using their knives skillfully. Like Beatrice had a really cool like death shot, you know, right to the head. I mean, you saw some pretty cool little little moves there from the Ocean Siders. They can fight. After the battle, Rick and Beatrice shake hands. But Natanya storms out saying, no, we're not fighting with you. Take your damn weapons and go. So, again, she's just not a happy. She's not happy. No, not at all. Let me go to commercial. I um, I have nothing much to add here just because I, I found this whole plot to be ludicrous. As far as what, like, what, 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 what part like, of it? Like, like the Rick's plan of taking the town or, or the... Well, Rick's very inexplicable plan of I'm going to send Tara in to kind of can try to convince people, but I'm still going to set up elaborate bombs everywhere and give her like a, like a countdown clock of two minutes to do what she can right. and just step in. It's just it. <laughs> this plan makes no sense, and yet it works off flawlessly which just boggles my mind where everything happens the way it needs to like, like it's almost it's, when he took out uh negan's compound right it's like everything like they yeah. were just that 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 force that yeah that nobody could mess it's with all, yeah but at least that plan makes a level of sense okay. like it's, it's, it's slaughtering people but it's still like i get what they're trying to accomplish here it's like okay send in Terra, set up uh, bombs which is going to attract a bunch of what which is like has no kind that's not a good idea at I, all like I setting found the, bombs yeah i found the whole thing kind of boring up until the the herd showed up. I was really kind of bored with the whole thing because well, because the whole was thing had already played out in my mind. We I know, but I wonder if part of this is to show that group how you know, like how organized Rick is as a leader in this. So oh, yeah, that down obvious. the line, that's supposed to be some of them will join eventually. I, I oh. think that's the I think that's the overall idea that they're trying to con- convey here. Yeah. But my problem with that. Is and which is what I think, Rich, you were kind of alluding to. Also, is that the there? It's a mix of Rick is a confident leader, but also, mm-hmm. you know, we need to show the duality between Negan and Rick this episode. And I don't think the episode does a strong enough job of making us aware of what Nick's Nick, what Rick's like, actions are really implying here. Where if it wants to make us like think of Rick as this kind of, you know, this like other side of the coin of Negan, but they also share commonality. It needs to emphasize that stronger. But here, it's tra- it's still trying to hold on to how positive we should be feeling about this right. this bearded man that comes in and just starts ordering everybody around because he's you know oh. kind about it, even though he's still ordering every ordering this you know this group of women around to do whatever he says. Like, it's, take your guns. Yeah, I, I yeah, I feel like they didn't. They shouldn't even try to do that. Just there's there's this uneasy. I mean, so yeah, I can the competent leader thing. I get that, but I also just felt uneasy about the idea that the show wants us to believe in Rick at all costs, always. Yeah. Like, that's the mantra of the show. Rick is the man. So yes. make, forcing us to be on the side of this guy who's like, we're taking all of your weapons, helpless women. That's what we're doing now. Believe me, I'm Rick, and I have a beard and a son with one eye, so clearly I know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I, <laughs> if only someone had written a book on how Rick really should be. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, I'll I'll give the plan just one little prop is that at least it minimized casualties. Like they did it, they did it to True. herd them quickly into an area where they didn't have to get them. Like they didn't let them get armed, so then they'd be shooting each other for the next half hour. At least they, you know, it, it minimized the, the the casualties to this innocent it, it community. It minimized it because the show showed us that things didn't happen badly. But the logic of this, like, so they snuck around the entire place planting bombs all over and we're very like anything could have happened wrong at any moment here involving right. bombs like it just seemed like so i almost wish it did easy. though 
Yeah, I, that's... well, I, I do. I wish it. I wish it did. I wish they either had to kill the the lady who's the leader or the Tanya. Or... Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Was, yeah. That could have been a way to go, and I'll say obviously, yes. I wouldn't want like a prolonged experience of like we need to like go back and forth with Oceanside for like three weeks in the same way that like the premiere of last season's episode was, where they had that whole plan of the zombies and the quarry and everything. Mm-hmm. But at least, that, at least that plan did go wrong, and they had to improvise, and they made something really interesting out of that. I don't. They, you don't need to go that same amount of length for this scenario, but some kind of. It just it just felt weird just seeing this plan go off so flawlessly and yeah. having this weird vibe around Rick. Like I get that it needs to show right. him as a leader, but everything was just too clean in a way, in a way that just felt just did not register to me properly. It's like how is this making sense? Like I just couldn't get around that. It's almost like they're scared. To, they're like we don't want anyone mad at us yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Chubb, what were we gonna, gonna say, Chubb? Uh, oh, I was just going to say, I did enjoy how it played out as far as it was. I chuckled a little when Grandma got beamed in the brain pan by Cindy. <laughs> that was I don't know why, but I found it hilarious. Because, yeah, it was pretty funny. Because they write Grandma so crazy. Like, she, she's, she's, a shrill, she's a shrill grandma, yeah. And, yeah. And, what's, and what's weird is that Grandma, Natanya, is the same. She's in the, she's in the same league as, like, Gregory, where yeah. they're, prag, they're right. pragmatic. Yeah. Like, they're they're not necessarily wrong in terms of their logic of what keeps their people alive mm-hmm. but they're written but they're written to be over the top evil so right. they're conveying these ideas that if you said if rick said these same things you would be supporting him because the show wants you right. to support him because right. they have exaggerated performance going on it's going to sound crazy yeah <laughs> so and I, I can see what you're saying too by the plan because it, it is inconsistent if you remember during the the original oceanside episode they found tara pretty quickly they were shooting at her like within a minute of her getting into that town they found her they were they went yeah, to the it was so easy yeah, yeah it was not easy when they did that like they were prepared because they hated everyone like right. everyone had to die so like they it just seems so easy. They had their little intruder alarm with a triangle. They, 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 they mm-hmm. ring the bell or something like that, and they all went to the right. armory and got their guns. Like it was, they were pretty organized this time. Yeah, you're right. They're planning explosives. They're whatever. I mean, it is it is Daryl and Jesus after all. I guess they can be quiet, but I mean, you know. Well, yeah, uh, and it's not like I'm not because I know listeners are probably going to be annoyed that I'm like I'm like driving into this point, but it's like it's I'm not I'm not, I'm only asking for an idea of. Give give me something more plausible that has the same the same. You can have the same plan in mind. Just sh- sh- show show me a little bit more. If you're having these extended episodes, <laughs> here's one where I could have. I mean, I could have used a little bit more. Just show me some extra planning, or like show me show them not actually like seeing them like you know hide, hiding these bombs over the place. Give me just a little bit extra to make me believe it to right. buy into this thing. Yeah, that's just a good call. So after the commercial, we're back in Sasha's cell. And Negan opens the door and sees that Sasha has used the blade to put dead rapey Davy out of his misery. And the blade is still sticking through his head. And she says to Negan, you win. And he replies, oh no, you win. <laughs> He's impressed that she made the right choice and is eager to have him, her join his team. But he says they'll have to take baby steps. So he takes the blade and doesn't give it back to her. He takes it back and puts it back in his little holster. Um... Again, says doesn't need to take baby steps. He also confesses to her that, you know, I heard a little birdie told me that Rick and his group are up to no good. And that needs to change. And that she will help him change that. Who told him something? See, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, is it somebody from... Is it from the hilltop? Maybe Greg. Maybe they took what Gregory was trying to say? I kept thinking Gregory, because I thought that's why he was taking notes. 
or is it or is it maybe one of the junkyard people? You know what I mean? I, we don't know. We don't know. I, mean, who. The, the, I, I could mean, be sh- wrong. I just thought it was Gregory because they kept making that the point of showing him taking basically just taking notes and asking about Rick a lot. Like well, by the by, by the logic by, by the logic of the show, though he's he's pushed to a position where he finally has to leave to go because he's going to go talk to Simon or something. We're going to get to that, but like that's. Mm-hmm. That's right. the implication that he's that he's yes. been taken on the chin. Maybe that was just shown out of order, though. Well, that that's the show messing with you, and that's yeah. not fair. That's not that's not that's that's, that's not a good way to handle it. They've done it before. They've done that before. Flip flop scenes around. Yeah. Make you think Time jump. One narrative Because yeah, I could be totally wrong. I mean, but I would just think I have to that degree of having two two different parts of the episode, one being mm-hmm. one timeline and it being another timeline. That's that's a, that's a that's, bit much. Well, I think we'll find out. They've been good. I'll say this. The show's been good at wrapping up loose threads this season. They haven't left any really hanging out there too much. So, And it's I, not like it's a concrete thing. It seemed like whoever was talking was saying, maybe there's something going on. Like, it, you know, like if Negan got word or something like that, for sure, you'd think he'd be there ready to kick ass already. Like, he wouldn't even wait. I just, it was yeah. Whenever he says Rick, though, he smiles. Like, he, he just has this thing with Rick. He likes yeah, Rick. Like, yeah. it's like, I hear Rick's been up to no good. Like, you know, like one of his kids is misbehaving or something. Like, it's so like, I don't think you know? it's, it's almost like he didn't believe. Like, it's almost like he doesn't believe it's much of, like, maybe he's hiding a couple of things here and there or something, but not to the, not to the level of what mm. Rick's really doing. I mean, it, it seemed like there might be just a rumor. Well. It's not unreasonable to think that Negan has spies that are watching Alexandria and whatnot. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now, they didn't really answer this at the end of the episode, but did they stash all those weapons somewhere? I hope they did and not bring it into the walls. Like, do they? I, I don't think they brought them into the. No, I thought they were but... using the um, that place where Rick and Michonne found the. That's what I thought. I thought they're using that as a story. Right. Oh, because I see what they, you're saying. Because any time, I mean, it would be that would be the dumbest thing to do. Because you, you can, you'll never have a warning. Like Negan can do a quick, right, drive you know, by, fly by, drive yeah. by, and then they'd be effed up. Like they wouldn't be ready. So you Which have is, to. Why is Daryl out in the open on that bike? You know, I mean, because at any point when they're coming back and forth through all this stuff, they could be spotted, and it's true. very obvious that that's Daryl. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I guess they just want they risked it. They were just like we had to have Daryl on in. Yeah, we haven't seen Daryl on his bike in a while. We need to get him out right, there. But and, he yeah. could have ridden inside a vehicle, you know, and, and been less <laughs> conspicuous. You know what I'm saying? I mean, him out on that bike, it's like <laughs> Negan could spot spot that a mile away. Hmm. So then Negan offers to make Sasha more comfortable. And encourages her to enjoy her rest this evening because tomorrow is going to be a big day. Again, and I like that he reserved Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That is, I like that he reserved the over the top just for the end. And he kind of like he was very soft spoken this whole episode, except at the end. He went to that big day, he went to that over the top Negan again that we all seem to love. Well, yes, I I would say I enjoy the amount of Negan and his Neganisms in this week's episode. Question: <laughs> It's just Negan being Negan. <laughs> He's Negan being the version of Negan that I prefer. <laughs> yes. Which is not overbearing, but still has the bravado. Like, it's the perfect right. balance, which is yeah. what I... All right, want. Negan's about Negan, which is what we need from Negan. <laughs> so back at the hilltop... Which, which we yeah. are. We are yeah. Negan. <laughs> back at the hilltop, Greg is in his office. He takes out the little note that Simon stuffed in his pocket yeah. for him. He begins to drink some more of that tequila, and he takes yeah. out then a map of Virginia from his desk. 
And I suppose now that explains what the note was. It was directions to the sanctuary of the saviors. Maybe it was like some kind of coordinates or it was intersection, you know, of this road and that road or whatever. It was either way, I think it was directions to get to the sanctuary. I thought all along that's what it was. Well, I didn't really know. It's like the he's like I just figured it was a hall pass. Like a hall pass. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, right, you show this to the guy at the door, I'll let you in." But it's like I don't know, it was kind of vague the way Simon left it. Yeah. So Greg then yells for Cal, which I guess is a, I don't know, is that Glenn for a second? I'm like, what is it? That's the hilltop version of Glenn. Glenn. Greg then yells for Cal, tells him to get a car ready. He needs to be driven somewhere, and then he should pack a bag. Can't be I like good. that he has like a limo service within the, the walls of the hilltop. Of course he would. <laughs> Back in the I'm, cells. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. At night, by the way, Cal and Gregory put on costumes and they fight crime as the Green Lantern and Kato. That's it. That's Kato. That's Kato. You know it. That's funny. You know what? I also thought of. Remember that movie Snatch? Of course, you remember Snatch, right? Yeah. 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 I'm coming to London. That's what. <laughs> you got a toothbrush? Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, what, that's exactly what I thought right there. Good, mm-hmm. Cal. You got a toothbrush? Good. We're going to we're going to sanctuary. Back in the cells, Sasha is still inside, and Eugene is still talking to her, this time through the door. And he's pleased that he heard that she's going to play ball and join the team. She's very sad, though, and she starts to plead with Eugene to help her out of the situation. Sasha is convinced that Negan will use her to manipulate Rick and ultimately hurt their friends. She begs him to get her something, anything, a piece of glass, a knife, a gun... So she can kill herself before Negan can use her in in a bad way. Eugene says he will consider it. Back at Oceanside, Rick's gang is cleaning out all the guns. And I mean all the guns. Brother Gabriel leans in and asks if they really need all these guns. And Rick replies, yeah, we do. Come on now. And, And... if this is not enough Rick for you, he gives you a little head tilt at the end of the episode, which I'll get to in a little right. bit. He gives you a little, a little, a little side tilt. Right. <laughs> On the way out, Tara is carrying a bunch of rifles and addresses the townspeople again, saying that she'll return what they don't use after it's all over. Cindy walks over and says, look, I want to join you. And a lot of other people here want to join you, but it has to be all of us. We can't just do some of us go and some of us stay, so we can't help right now. Tara then thanks Cindy again for saving her life again. And Cindy, which I think is pretty cool, thanks them for what they're about to do, for fighting the good All right. fight. All right. You know, she didn't say those words exactly, but she thanks them for what they're doing. And I think she said something like that. It'd be even uh, cooler if she joined them. That would be. I li- actually, I kind of like Cindy. I think she's cool. I, I, like I almost. Oh, yeah, she's, she's the one that didn't try to kill Tara. So, yeah, I guess that's a good positive. Well, you her. know, part right. of me almost thought. What if grandma was hiding a gun and that's why she pretended to have a headache and she comes out to shoot Tara and winds up shooting her <laughs> oh, granddaughter? And that causes that would have been a the group. Scene. Because that would cause the group, they would look at the grandma like, you're nuts. And that would cause the group maybe to join up with Rick and them. That would have been oh, good. Got, that's good. Got, that's you, good, man. I like that. There's that's what I thought was going to happen. Because there's, there's, so, there's, there's got to be more story to tell with them. Like it's not like they're going to come back and be like, "Guess what? We won. Save your exactly. Here's your guns uh, back. Yeah. About that. Here you go. Cool. No problem. Let's be friends now. Like I don't Deuces. think that's going to be the. 
<laughs> when they did that pause, I kept thinking, oh, man, oh, man. Like, like the gunshot is going to come out of nowhere. It'll be, you know, like I just kept thinking that was going to happen. Because Cindy's like the innocent. Like, she's the one that yeah, wants to yeah. fight for the good fight. She wants to, yeah, she wants to help with them. And... She would be the innocent that gets killed that would set it off. Oh, like, wow. Like, yeah, that would have been pretty good, actually. I kind of like that. So, again, today, and Cindy thanks them on the way out. The little bratty Rachel then asks Tara if they're going to leave them anything. You're taking all the guns, leave <laughs> anything behind. Down. And Tara says, this. nope, and gives her the finger, and nope. they walk off. Yep. <laughs> nope. See you later, Rachel. That's it. Off. See you later, Rachel. That's it. And, and I like, nice. so, like cool. since, he, since fighting junkyard monsters, he's just cool with everything now. Because he's like, well, guess we're out of here, Tara. Good job. Good. That's right. <laughs> you almost <laughs> said, that's my girl. <laughs> Doesn't question why this just happened. Why? Like, why is he giving the finger to this little ten-year-old girl? Right? Like, yeah. Why is she doing that? That's I guess funny. She said an asshole's an asshole. No <laughs> matter how young they are. So after another commercial break, back at Sasha's cell, Eugene reappears. Says that he has given her request a lot of thought, and he decided to help. He slips the poison pill in a little Ziploc bag under the door and explains. Call back. Was that? Yeah. It's callback. I mean, it was just such obvious that they were going to get this thing done. I thought it would be Eugene that would do it, but instead it would be. Yeah, something. He, so Eugene explains he manufactured it on the behest of others, but then realized he was given a bum steer and then cut bait. I love Eugene. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of big metaphors this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sasha's face tells us, though. What she really wanted was a weapon, but not to commit suicide. Obviously, she she was trying to play Eugene a little bit yeah. to have her slip or something so that she can take out Negan because her face is utter disappointment at seeing that pill. She didn't want to see that pill. No. Yeah, like I mean, the first one, the, that first or that second conversation we she has with Eugene about getting getting something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she you, they show a shot of her like. Like I'm scheming against you. Exactly. You and, see a little bit. It's like a half yeah. smile or something. Like yeah. I'm crazy. Cray cray. Get it. You get you. And then yeah, when she gets the pill, she's like, "Oh, you idiot, Eugene. That's not what I wanted." Damn it! You can't even mess up right. Cash you outside. God damn it. <laughs> so uh, Eugene continues to say he really doesn't want her to go, but they've been together for years and he trusts her. And trust that this is the right decision. But he's again trying to say, don't use it, but I trust you. And you're saying this is the right thing, so here's the pill. We see it's nighttime now. The convoy is now returning to Alexandria. And Rosita is back. She's the one that opens the gate. And they ask, okay, you're here. Where's Sasha? And she replies, there's someone here I think you should meet. She takes them to the cell that Morgan built. And inside, the door opens, and we see Dwight. What? Rosita explains <laughs> that he came back with her because he wants to help. As soon as Daryl sees him, he tries to attack. Like he's just like a, like a, like a wild dog. Like he just wants to it go be- and pummel it him. Be- it becomes a scene out of the old X Men cartoon where Sabretooth and Wolverine go like this. Now Logan, you tell him to so Rick Rick holds him back, and Rick then asks, "Yes, he gets down, boy." Yeah, yeah, he he's he's Doctor Xavier here. He holds him back. Right? He's just like, "Come on, take it easy now." Rick then asks, he "Knows of a little spray can that he has on him?" He tells him to sit. <laughs> and, and and then Rick is in full Rick mode. He goes, yeah. "Is this true? You want to help?" And Dwight replies, "It is true." And Rick says, "All right." And he does a little head tilt. Does a little. 
That little side tilt that means you, that means your ass when you see that little head tilt. All right. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his python. He pulls the hammer back on the gun. Points it straight at Daryl's head. I'm sorry, Dwight's head. And says, "Okay, get on your knees." <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So that was it. Well, before we get to our Buster ratings, we'll do a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, Chubb, would you be uh, willing to talk about DCB service and how awesome they are? Sure. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, DCB service, that is the place to be. Uh, Got to go there, dcbservice.com. You can get comics uh, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however you want them to ship them. But the best part is they're 30 40 50% off. If you're not into comics, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, but if you're not, they also have all kinds of toys, a movie and television merchandise, T-shirts. What else they got, Daryl? Oh, they got statues. They got uh, trades. They got uh, little trinkets and buttons and all types of uh, geeky stuff uh, from shows and comics and movies and all that kind of stuff. We got like a million comic book movies that are coming out soon so uh there's something for everybody so i'm gonna end this buzzfeed style and that is there's something special and a special deal for you waiting over at dcbservice.com click here to find out how (laughs) thanks chubb appreciate that and dcb service makes it possible for us to bring you the show every week so check them out and we appreciate them sponsoring the show all right, guys, it's time for our Buster Ratings, and then we'll get to our great Facebook group and hear what they had to say. Aaron, starting with you, sir. Uh, um, honestly, I, 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 I like this episode just enough for whatever reason. I think it's, it's fine. So, like, I'm a three Busters out of five. I had, this, is, this really felt like a fill-in to get us to next week, where I like other table-setting episodes in the past more. This one really did kind of feel like I come down as far as those kind of episodes that lead us into something huge. So uh, yeah, I'm just out of three busters. Okay. All right, Richard. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot. I mean, I, I don't disagree with it. This episode was messy, but there was a lot I liked about this episode enough to, I think it, I'd give it 3.75. I mean, there were some really good moments. It's just all the glue that was to hold it together didn't work very well. So, but yeah, 3.75. Okay. Daryl. Uh, yeah, it was disappointing. Uh, I probably will have to, I couldn't give it more than two and a half. Uh, stars for this. Uh, it was a lot of setup, and and like it was to the point where you could just connect the dots that they're trying to to uh, or the dominoes they're trying to set up for when they uh, knock them down at the end of the next episode. So the finale. So it it, it hurt the it hurt points for the show for the for the episode tonight. Okay, but Daryl Negan showed his true feminist side this episode. Come on, no points for that. <laughs> Uh, you got two and a half. What else do you want? <laughs> that's where the that's where the three goes because I it does it's like it's that that whole Negan bit. Sorry, I didn't 
go on this earlier, but his whole like the not rape, we don't rape here. Yeah. I, I find that to fa- it's it's an interesting aspect to a character because I do we've talked about this in the past where I do mm-hmm. think there's a level of abuse going on in his relationship with these wives he has. I was saying, oh, yeah. The guy who has yeah. a harem. <laughs> yeah, yet yet he deems himself more of a saint because his people don't rape, and it's like that's a weird weird boundary that he's finding himself as but, a on the good side of. But with the wives, even then, he gives them a choice. He goes, you don't have to be here. Like, he doesn't force them to be a wife. He goes, if you don't, you'll just be living like a, on points again, and you'll be living destitute. If you come with me, your loved ones will be taken care of. And you know what I mean? So it's kind of like he doesn't rape them necessarily. He's more There's like some, uh, there, there are some weird ramifications. Coercion, I mean, maybe? But I mean, it is, you know, like if your choice is you don't do this and your family live out in the wilderness with zombies and no food, <laughs> or if they're sick, you know, like they will just have to sit out there sick and die because of that's you. That's called extortion. Extortion. No, that's worse coercion. than Coercion, yeah. Yeah, get them to do something like that. Like, I mean, that's some real muddy waters. That's what I'm saying. Not a real choice there. (laughs) All right, Jim, did you? uh, Are you still back with us? Jim had to step away for a minute. All right, Jim is still out uh, taking care of something. It's okay. We'll get back to him when he returns. Um, I will give it a three point seven five, and it didn't. You know, the episode was fine. It, It was not great. But nothing really stood out that really, really bothered me. I mean, you know, the plan was a little bit muddy, and we found that. But it was good. I like seeing Rick's gang in together again, first of all. And second of all, in action, doing something, planting bombs, firing a lot of weaponry at zombies. That's good. I, 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 I can take that any, any day from The Walking Dead as opposed to what we saw last week. So, I mean, this was definitely uh, okay, okay in my book. Jim, it looks like you're back. What is your Buster yeah, rating, sir? Hey, I'm back. Yeah, my Buster rating is, is a three point two five. Just very average, like I said. Very much table setting. I'm excited to see what happens next episode. Obviously, but like, it seems like between this episode and the last episode, they're taking a long time to move all the pieces where they want it to be, and uh, it just seems like they really dragged it out quite a bit. There were a few like cool moments here, but like I said, it just seemed like table setting for the whole episode. It just seemed very. Very average, especially. I mean, we've had some really good episodes this season. This was just not, yeah, stand, not a standout in any way. I think mm. that's the problem, Jim. I think it's because we're coming off of a pretty consistent back half of the season that it's like, well, this feels like a letdown. That we're, you know, it's back to business as usual, which is not really sunny compared to, hey, here's a Michonne and Rick episode. Here's a Morgan episode. Like this, is just right. like, all right, got to do this stuff now. <laughs> now we got, now we got to move the plot along, you know, yeah. but. Exactly. uh but yeah, it just seemed like, like I said, like to more. As I said at the beginning of the show, it's more table setting than the remains of the day. It just, yeah. I, you know, it just I, I, I want to get on to the banquet now, and hopefully the the season finale will at least lead up to it. Well, we hope so. But who cares what we have to think? Our Facebook group. They have their own thoughts. They leave their own Buster ratings on our Facebook page. If you haven't done it yet, go to Facebook.com. Do a search for The Walking Dead TV podcast. You hit Join Group. We get you in really quick. Uh, We're 823 members strong as of right now. So thank you for that. And as always, if you leave your Buster ratings, they'll be read by the soothing baritone sounds of Mr. Jim. Deeds, Jim. Would you take it away? <laughs> can can I uh, can I throw in real quick? I got to get going, and I know uh, Chub Toad. He's also uh, taking a step out already as well. Yes, yeah. um, I, get, I get back and everybody leaves. That's all right. I'm sorry. Nice, I'm sorry. Yeah, that nice, Jim. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I I look forward to Jim reading the ratings because it's great to hear his voice talk about the the the, the, the elaborate descriptions that people described and of what they had to say about the show. But yeah, I, I do got to go. But it's been good talking to you guys. Um, 
and I, I, I'm sure Chub Toes shares the same sentiment. Um, but I'll be yes. back next week for the finale. And plan so. a lot of extra time because we're going to have a really extended uh, episode next week talking about this. We're getting some guests, hosts from the past coming back and some other things we're planning. So it should be fun next week. Sure. Cool, guys. I'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks. All right. All right. So, Jim, take us away, sir. Uh, Jeff Rhodes starts off the proceedings at the uh, the Facebook group Busters with a 4.2 middle fingers to a little girl out of five. Uh, so glad they didn't waste screen time showing Sasha being captured. Did that little girl really kick Zed in the balls? That was dumb. <laughs> uh, T-Mobile, you do what you had to do. Now I'm going to do what I have to do. Rage quit passage. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Megan cracks me up. Everything he does is funny. <laughs> Eugene, give her the damn gun. Let her kill herself. A horrible edition of Star Trek is waiting for her. Uh, episode was good, but time to trim some of the fat on this show. Next week will be great. Katie Levesque, four out of five. Damn, it took too long to dig up a blueberry bush. Uh, enjoyed the fact that it showed us what was happening in a few locations and situations. Laughed at the fact pregnant Maggie had to save spineless creep face and just die already. Gregory. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tell us how you really feel about Gregory. Uh, enjoy the interchanges between Sasha and Negan and Eugene. Uh, curious to see if Sasha was just playing both Negan and Eugene with her multi-point act. Too bad Eugene didn't get her a real weapon so she could complete her mission. Looking forward to hearing what we thought and the season finale. Well, thank you. Hmm. Uh, Carl Hooker, four pig stickers to the throat out of five. Good ramp-up episode. Glad they got to pay Oceanside a visit one more time before the fight. Is the little birdie that Negan is referring to Eugene? Mm. Mm, it could mm. be. Oh, I didn't think uh, about that. Didn't me think either. about that either. Or maybe it's Dwight playing double agent. That, that would be interesting to me. If he does, but again, but... the timeline's off then again. That's the thing. It's like Dwight yeah. just left. So I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to discount the theory. I'm just like, it's. Look, I, I'm going to have faith in the show that it will it will not leave this thread. Hanging, they'll, 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 we'll find out who's who's talking to Negan. I think. Uh, Mike Jones for Negan offers out of five. Uh, the episode is far better better than I anticipated. I'm glad Rick and company took the guns from Long John Silver's community, as that was a dreadful episode, and we have enough weirdos from the junkyard already. <laughs> I don't believe for a second Sasha will offer herself. As for Eugene, no doubt he is Negan, but what happened to making bullets? Uh, Johnny Stower for don't. Oh, I'm for sorry. Four out of don't take a pill from Eugene at a party out of five. Awesome episode. Lots of comic tie-ins. When uh, Negan said a little bird told him, uh, Rick uh, Rick was up to no good. Did alarms go off, guys? Come on. It's the scavenger garbage pail kids. Who else could it be? <laughs> uh, overall so far, it's an eight out of ten season. It's pretty good. At least no one got a big-ass knife to the chest in a tunnel. And it's totally alive, right? I uh, can't wait till next week and see where this ends up. To set up next year and finally all out war. P.S. Bring your tissues. Uh, so Johnny thinks something big's going to happen next week. I hope so. Well, I mean, it's the finale. If if it doesn't, if something big doesn't happen next week, then something will be set up that will be big. You know. And this is a picture be. he confirmed. I didn't even see this before. He says that Davy is the creep. What do you say? Earlier in the season, trying to hit on Enid when the Saviors first came to Alexandria. Okay, that's yep, that's him. Rapey Davy. Same same creepy dude. Yep. Uh, Brent Jones, 3.75 teamwork, uh, makes the dream work out of five. Uh, the episode we were there for filming, uh, oh, the episode we were there for the filming of airs next week. Well, that's cool, Brent. 
Uh, Negan Whistle's only spoiler I gathered while I was in Sonoya. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Negan Whistle. So thanks for that little taste. Okay. Uh, Ian Rouseball, 4.25, punch a granny in the eye out of five. (laughs) Oh. Back to strong, well-put-together episode. Walkers were great. Takedown of the village, not over the top, and dialogue kept to a minimum, but told a thousand words. Have a feeling of how the season will end, and if I'm right, it will be great. Thomas Everett, four out of five, nice through the throat on Rapey Dave. Uh, lots of excellent setup for next week's first clash of the war, which should definitely be the line, the through line of next season. Uh, this war is not going to be a one and done. Uh, Tan Bono, uh, four beach ball lady nuts out of five. That's right, man. Get your beach ball <laughs> lady nuts. Um, much better than last week. I don't get why the beach people don't want to join our group, especially since grandma is out of commission from the concussion. I know I've said this before, but why is Maggie's stomach so flat? Give her a little baby bump, AMC. <laughs> uh, Mary Turkpecchia, 3.75 barnacle busters out of five. It was almost a four, but the whole Oceanside arc bothered me, considering what Tara should have, would have told them. I think Michonne should have been the spokesperson for the recruiting part. Uh, glad to see Sasha for now. Liked your interaction with Negan and Eugene. Can't wait for next week, if only to see the Kingdom people. Uh, Christine Bowman, four out of five penultimate episodes out of five. This is what I've been missing from the show. I must admit I got a thrill when our crew teamed up with the Oceanside women to take down those barnacle walkers. As a result, I was disappointed they didn't join them by the end of the episode. Five out of five stars for Tara flipping Rachel the bird. (laughs) Uh, Robert Nigro, 2.75, biggest knife I've ever seen out of five. Seriously, do they make lives at Narge? <laughs> What's it for? Dressing an elephant? Um, I had many problems with this. Yet another setup episode how Oceanside rolled right over for our gang was so ridiculously improbable, especially uh, when it also seemed to be tied to our gang serendipitously rescuing them from the Barnacle Walkers, who in true Walking Dead form just happened by just then. Um, since our gang rolling up on Oceanside pretty much from Oceanside's perspective for me, it was like a walks like a duck, quacks like a duck situation. As for Dwight kneeling for Rick, sure, he'll do it, but I wouldn't trust him. He's the savior's Eugene, doing whatever he'll have to to keep himself safe. Uh, I am, however, glad we didn't have to see any more of the Garbage Pail Kids this time. They and Oceanside seem like entire communities, only there as plot devices. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington uh, 4.5 really sticks in the throat <laughs> this season uh, out of 5 really sticks in the throat <laughs> the season finishes next week out of 5 uh, really enjoyed this episode tonight it was brilliant from the beginning to end the season is finally coming together Beach Walkers were a great effect kudos to Greg Nicotero and crew they look fantastic and yeah. is Dwight is Dwight a Trojan horse is Eugene going to realize whose side he's actually on really looking forward to the finale next week uh, Andrew Park, yeah, I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. The performance that JDM gave while talking to Sasha in the cell was really engaging. Gregory has a lot of levels to him. Uh, I even enjoyed the uh, cheesy Oceanside rollover. Let's hope we can generate some heat off those beach ball-sized lady nuts <laughs> for next week's finale. Uh, four Maggie Brain gardening sessions out of five. Uh, Rob Cook, 4.5. Non non hypoallergenic <laughs> pillows out of five. Uh, what a generally great second half of the season so far. The Beachwalkers are the best yet. It was never going to end well for Rapey Davy when Negan rocks up with a crocodile Dundee knife. Uh, Opinder Sangha, uh, four fastest takeovers ever out of five. 
another set me up episode, but I quote fear mm-hmm. we will be getting another cliffhanger ender and seven months of waiting to see the war begin. Um, Janet Broom for Gregory still no has, has no Walker kills out of five. The interaction between Maggie and Gregory was good, and I like the teaming up to take down the Walkers. I think Oceanside giving up their guns would have been better if someone actually joined them. Uh, naive, scared Eugene. Sasha would never become another Negan. And no, she doesn't actually want to kill herself, so your pill is useless. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of setup, but hopefully next week we'll finally start the war. And Adam Fatah. Uh, I will give it four out of five T-Dogs. T-Dog! <laughs> Yo, he drove that bus for those kids, man. Oh, oh man. I miss him. Remember I'm, when I'm, he did that? You remember when he did that? He drove man. that bus? He and then he cooked kids. some barbecue at the end he, with yes. him and Glenn. He was a good man. Met the whole cut, community. He cut himself when he could have been helping the group. And he, <laughs> he sliced his arm open. Sat, sat there and hey, bled. Hey, hey, you know? Why are you bringing up old stuff? Why are you bringing up old <laughs> <laughs> man died for us. Come poured out for T-Dog. Poured out, poured out for T-Dog. Yeah, he died um, for I'm, us. Come on now. I'm died. shocked that Gregory never killed a walker before. I know he acts like a sleazy politician, but there had to have been... Some, Multiple zombie herds have threatened Hilltop in the past. I agree with other members of the group. We are headed toward another cliffhanger for the end of Season 7. Oh, boy. And since the finale is next week, I'm sure we'll be having a lot of Buster ratings. So please get yours in as well. Join us on the Facebooks on the uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Uh, it's the easiest way to find it. And not only can you uh, uh, weigh in with your Busters, but also we have a lot of uh, cool news there that we post there, like we posted the news about the new showrunner this week, and there are direct links there, there to uh, Aaron Newer's episode by episode reviews of The Walking Dead, which are great to read as well. So yes, well, that. Jim, thank you as always for for doing that and reading all the Buster ratings. Um, we've been requested as uh, we close these episodes to do some kind of prognostications, some predictions. What do you think is going to happen next? I know I have some ideas. Um, what do you, what do you guys think for next week? I th- well, I think Dwight is going to give up the. He wants to get rid of Negan. I think Dwight's going to do that. But part of me wonders though if they'll flip the script and have him betray the group anyway, and be- uh, betray um, uh, Rick and the group in mid fight or something. Like he wants to take out Negan, but then he doesn't uh, stick with Rick in the group. He yeah, it's not like he's, yeah. out, he's opportunistic for himself or something. Yeah, because it's just a little too convenient. Like, and I wonder if they're gonna. You it's know, really quick too. It's not like yeah. It just seems like it kind of happened overnight. That boom, all of a sudden he's at the Rick's door and like Neil is insane. Exactly. Like it, it just seems so convenient, but then at the same time, sometimes they do do convenient. Like sometimes they'll they'll stick with the convenient and just let it That's happen. That's true. That's but they, true. But they've given him a lot of screen time. Like you've seen him slowly becoming disenchanted with Negan's way again. I mean, the way you know, mm-hmm. his wife. He misses his wife now again, and I don't know. I could see him have no, having nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, you know, his wife is on the run. He's just so miserable with his life. I think at this point, I, I could see him legitimately turning sides and wanting to destroy Negan. I, I can definitely... They've given him enough time to justify that. You know, if, if they didn't give him a, all those episodes and he suddenly did this turncoat thing, yeah, I'd be saying, eh, I don't know, this, this seems a little too 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 contrived. But I, I really think that they, he's going he's gonna to genuinely turn. And I don't know... I can see if he does. I can, I can see him go... I'm just saying I can see it go either way. Yeah, like, no, they, they could flip it. I, yeah. I also know... The producers are in love with Jeffrey Dean Morgan 
and and the whole Negan character. They just they, right. just, they love this character. They want to stretch this character out as far as they can stretch it. So to we just, the detriment of of this episode, I mean, does the season? You, uh, yeah, some could season, argue. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, the, well, I think we've talked about this before. The character of Negan is best used in like small doses. Like to have right. him in every episode, it's, it's a little too much, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of takes away from some of the potency of the character. I think and, anyway. I think I they think got so. it right though. The second half of the season, we didn't see much of him at all. I mean, you saw a little bit no. here, a little bit there. No. You didn't really. So I think they got the balance right. But as far as the war is concerned, I mean, it's like. Okay, you, we just we want it to happen already. You guys have even said it. All right, the table's set. Let's eat. Let's eat. You want the war to happen. Rick has got his ragtag army now. He's got the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got some Ocean mm-hmm. He's got some Hilltoppers. He's got some Kingdom people. He's got his group, but they're going to stretch this out. I think some of the some of the, the fans even wrote it on here. I guess we'll see what happens next February. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll stretch this out to the next mid-season oh, finale definitely. or something. Like they're gonna oh, them. definitely. Well, they did, they did sign Jeffrey Dean Morgan for the next whole season. Exactly. Right. So I, I think I, I think this. my prediction for this next episode will be that it's just going to set it up. It's going to be like the, yeah. the the cliffhanger that sets it, you know, like all-out war into uh, like the beginning of the next season or the beginning of the season opener. I still right. think Car- Carol's a goner, though. I can tell you right now. I, yeah, I think Chadwick's don't, a- no, I'm, no, don't I'm, say that. I'll I'm quit. sorry. I'm just. I'm telling you right now. I, I think that podcast without too. me, man. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll do it with fear without you. So I mean, okay, <laughs> okay, you know. I get the feeling though. I'm with. I'm with. I'm with Craig. I, I get the feeling that they've been. Um, they've been leading us up to this point of her being gone, like the you know preparing us all throughout this thing. Like I think someone's gonna bite it in the in the season finale. Only because of the shit that they got with the uh, last year, the season, right? Yeah, the, the cliffhanger that didn't really work that well, and they they had to explain. Yeah, the, you, it, the, yeah, it's going to tie up pretty nicely, I think. I mean, it, the war is not going to be ended, but the the story no. will be ended to a certain point. Yeah. If I anything, I think the war is just going to st- like that is just to be the beginning, and this will be the rah rah angry. We really got to you know take them out thing like this will really get us pissed off to want to take out Negan in the group imagine if it's Michonne oh, that'd be even worse that'd be they kind of been putting her in that position too oh man can you that, imagine that can you just now now that Rick and her and oh, oh it kind of because she put like there is that you see that pause in her in her face when yeah. she was, when he said are you all right she's like I'm kind of all right yeah I'm all right like yeah I'm yeah. all right enough enough said, yeah, okay, yeah enough like when they like like with Carol, when they start to change from their normal behavior, mm-hmm. that's when you, the bells go off yeah, a lot of we, times. That episode with just Rick and Michonne, mm-hmm. they, they had those glenanigans where um and yeah, I'm gonna keep <laughs> using that word um <laughs> where she thought Rick was dead and she right. just kind of dropped her sword and gave up, and that is really out of character for her too. I mean. Totally I, that when she that was like the one wrong note in that whole episode for me. Uh-huh. I was like, Michonne is like the warrior woman, dude. She would not be dropping, you know. And when he way. kept saying, and I could see Rick saying to her, would probably what he'll have to say to himself, like, "You can move. You can go on without me, and I can go on without you." Wow. Because it's well, bigger than us. A flashback to it. We yeah, all, we all know Negan, Negan's not going to die. We all we we can pretty much one hundred percent. Negan ain't dying. I don't even think Negan's gonna die at the end of the war. No. Well, I mean, depends. I mean, you know, it depends how they do it. I, I think they're just I, in love with this character so much they're gonna stretch it out. I think they want this dude. They don't want. They don't want this dude to be gone. 
Yeah. Like he's just too good for the show. I don't. Yeah. I don't. They want this dude gone. No, you're all. right. They, 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 whether he is good or not for the show, they, they are, they're in love with him. Like they just they're they, in love with him. Yeah. It's just they think he's just the the ultimate baddie, and they just love the way he's, he's being acted. And I, yeah. I mean, but like we've been saying, I mean, they really need to watch out on overusing that character because then he mm-hmm. loses his teeth. I like in the back half of these uh, the season they, they've been lying, relying more on uh, Stephen August Simon. Right. You know, to kind of be menacing, or some of the other underlings, some of the other saviors. You know, rather than having Negan in every single episode out front and center, and I right. think that's a smart move. It makes the character more menacing, yeah. in smaller doses, and having him. You know, it almost, it almost becomes like a cartoon if they use him too much. It's true. You know? It does because it, yeah. it 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 takes away the the importance of his character. Like when if no one di- like if no one dies when you keep fighting him. Because you can't constantly have him killing people every right. episode. So, like every time he's on that screen and nobody, and he doesn't kill anybody, it does lessen his impact when he's on the show. So you have to be, they have to be aware of that. Like you have to use him in only small spurts to, to kind of flavor the episode. But you don't want to have it where he's just, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's gonna. I mean, I think the season finale is gonna be good. I think they learned their lesson from last year. Big. I, th- I wonder if Maggie's going to kill Gregory on the finale, or will they wait till next season? Yeah, I don't know. It depends where he ends up. I mean, it, it, yeah. he, he could. They may stretch that. He's a good actor. Too. He's, He's another good actor. They may too, stretch that out. Yeah, I would. Xander I would, Berkeley is awesome in that I, role. I mean, the character is not likable, but he is. He's great at. You know, but the bad thing about it is, is that they're just pussyfooting around the whole you know she's taking over like you know she's taking right. over this group right. like and it's just it seems like to be going at a pace at a pace that is just to the point where it's boring to even watch it because you know it's coming i would love to plus, see plus is, i mean isn't he like writing everything down to betray them yeah betray rick's plan is that what he was to... writing down in the book i don't know what the I hell he was writing so. in that book okay i, I think so yeah. he kept asking well, I mean, the last time Simon was in town, he was telling him, you know, there were like yeah. you know, elements here who might be right. moving against Negan, and then mm-hmm. Simon told him to like report it all down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's, I like that's thinking what he was doing. he's the mole, like he's thinking yeah. that he's the one. Like Negan's like a little bird. Told me, I mean, maybe, yeah. or maybe it was because he has no facts. Yeah, he is like he if he's the he's not the mole mole where he actually has information of what they're exactly doing, but he does know something's up. There's some whispering going on, but he didn't mention Rick to Simon, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I mean, they had that little chit chat, but he kind of was like elusive about it. He's like, "Well, this, this, you know, well, that we saw, like we didn't get to see it." But I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if they off. would do that. Well, why, why show the conversation at all if they're not going to show it all? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I just listen. It's it's a cool mystery, but I, I I hope they wrap it up, and I think they will. I I just think I think so, we'll get it next episode. I think next episode we're going to get the mole. Too. Yeah, I think it'll all be wrapped up. I, I just I think it'd be really cool so. if if um if Negan and Rick are forced to fight together, like at one point. Like I would I think that would be amazing to see like them they 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 don't like each other, mm-hmm. they hate each other, but they'd have well he likes Rick actually. It's kinda of funny. He likes Rick. Rick yeah. wants to kill him, but they're forced to fight against even a larger enemy or something like that, eventually down well, the road. What like, if think about it, like what well, we can't even get into the comics. But Right. Think about it like what I could see them even doing something where they're both trapped somewhere with a bunch of zombies next season, right? And they're and they're both that have to call a truce about it, 
And then right. So look at Rick. I know you want to kill me. Blade. Let's let's put that on hold until next week, brother. Okay. Right. Let's, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Just even one episode. I'd lo- just love to see that. Like they're, you know, I don't know. Their philosophy reason. is just so you know. You're gonna do the whole thing of I didn't want this man. You know, like I just wanted to to keep everything in order. Like you know, you broke against the order, and you know, like just just to have that philosophy back and forth. Especially if Michonne gets killed. Oh man, if she goes next week, like that, Rick is gonna be forget about Rick. it. Forget it, about it. It would be war. T- it would be totally war time, Rick. He'd be he. Oh, that's it. That that would be. <laughs> that would have to think of, but he would have to think of the group. Like he would want to be savage, but there will be times when he can't because he has to think of the group. And winning this thing. Wow, that would be pretty. That would crazy. be the conflict. I could see that being the conflict with Rick as I, we go. I don't want her to go just yet, though. I kind of like. Either. I don't yeah. want her to go at all. No, the, Carol. I mean, Carol. She's, you know, all right. I think she's she's pretty much lived out. She, she's she's well, her she's mentally. She's not there. Carol to do. Yeah. Like you, it's like she is like. Yeah, but she's kind of earned the spot now of like the the warrior woman or whatever, like the the teacher kind of but thing. She doesn't I mean, want to be though. Yeah, it's like reluctantly. I, yeah, she's reluctantly. I, I, just, you think, I just really think I think about the journey her character has taken since mm-hmm. season one, how she went from the battered, abused, you know, um, right. shrinking violet of a wife to like, mm-hmm. right. you know, the the Rambo badass Carol that we have now, and like, I just I love I have such an affinity for the character. I really hope they don't kill her off. But I see what you when guys she are saying. Said that I see line, what you're saying though. When yeah. she said that line, once I go back, once I start killing. There's no coming back for me. Right. There'll be nothing left to her. No, that no, is, there'll yeah. be nothing left to her. I think that's when that was the show telling us this is it for her. Right. Like doing this thing, fighting this war. And that, that means people. Like once she has to kill another person, sure, humanity's gone. Person, that's it. The switch ain't going back on again. It's done. And when when she hugged Daryl, I'm telling you, on that porch, I saw something. I said that it, that's it. it. Like goodbye. It I, that was it. That was goodbye. She he, he was saying goodbye it. to her. Right. He was saying goodbye to her. He knew that yeah. she she wasn't long for the world anymore. He knew it. And he wanted. They're gonna her. make us yeah. cry. They're gonna make us not. They're gonna make us not feel good because they yeah. can't just kill a few hilltoppers that they showed us. <laughs> Episode. I mean, to- Tobin may go, or Eric may go. Oh my God, God forbid! Oh, Tobin he's goes. gone. Like, just- he's <laughs> gone. As soon as he said it was just nice to be here, I just Eric. You know, er- like, Eric's done, right? He's, he's, done. He's, he's done. He's done. Yeah, he's he's done. He's, he's, he's done. Bullet to the head. Boom. He's <laughs> he's done. He's done. Man. He's, no, he'll die. He'll die in, in Aaron's arms, right? So I love you. Oh, totally in Aaron's arms. You. He's gonna have I to know. watch him. Just yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. There you go. <laughs> You pretty much just said it. That's you let him out of the house. Look what happened. Look what happened. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Yeah. Now, now the, the last thing I can think of. Do you think Lucille's going to be used next week? I mean, she hasn't. She hasn't been used since the season opener, fifteen episodes before. They want us to see that. They know that people want to see it, and they're going to use that. Right. I, I have a feeling she's, she's thirsty again. She's going to be. They didn't stretch this out like they have stretched out this fight, this war. Starting, not even the war itself, just started. Starting, you know, right? This out, they're gonna do it. They don't want to hear any more complaints about a so-so finale. Right? They're gonna do this one that's the last. They'll say, "See, see, you, you yeah. fans wanted it. Okay, this fine. Is what you want? This, this what you is what you get. What you want? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But I, I, th- I think Lucille is overdue. I think. Oh, I think, Lucille's got to have blood on her. Just yeah, to, she, she's. And I don't sure. care. I don't care who. I don't care if it's uh, out, no, you know, one of Rick's man. group or one of his own people. I don't care. But uh, I think she's going to be used somehow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. Most and I could see Sasha being the one that Lucille gets used on. But see, isn't that all right? So three people get killed. I mean, isn't that almost like too much already? With, with, with he's just. Uh, I don't know. There's no way she's coming out of this. We know Sasha for sure. Yeah, there's no way she's getting out of this. You think Sasha? No, but oh, yeah, all right. Sasha's going, and then you think Carol's going too? Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably there's right. No way. There's no way she's getting out of it. Now, if Sasha goes. You're the right. thing with the poison, though, like that could be the thing to keep Negan alive, mm. but away from the fight. Like so he'll he be die. not dead, but he'll be like sick or something right. like that for a while, and then right, yeah. she poisons him enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if it's even if it's. Uh, she he gets ready to kill someone or something, and she happens to stick it in his mouth mm. and to get him to swallow some of it. He doesn't get all of it. Swallow it, bitch. Swallow. Right. He he gets enough that he's sick, and then he kills her. Like mm. somehow she dies. Like I could see that. Her death is going to be she she's going to hurt that that group somehow. Like that I know they're going to give her because they don't want to hear any mouth about. Oh, you just you just killed off another you know. Character from the group for nothing. Like you're just killing her, you know, just killing it off like a waste. They're going to use her to at least hurt them somehow. Like even if either with explosives or she shoots somebody that's about to do something that would have hurt Rick or killed Rick and the group mm-hmm. somehow. She, but her death is going to be that. It's going to be heroic. There's no way they would have led this up because if her death wasn't going to be a rogue, they would have killed her last it'll, episode. It'll be hopefully more meaningful than her brother's death. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they yeah. want to hear people saying that you just, you know, you just wasted that character just by killing him off just to get rid of him. Like right. I don't think they want to hear that. So I think the whole thing is when her death happens, it's going to be a heroic one. That'll it'll be one of those that they're going to try to make us cry hmm. type of death. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Be, like like when Andrea went, like that kind of thing. Like right. And Bear right. McCreary's music will just ramp right up. You'll yeah. get that real sad kind of guitar or whatever those yeah. sounds will be. Yeah. That'll, that'll be and it. And I right? can almost see I can almost see Eugene watch her die and start crying. And that's the thing that makes him go, I got to be brave. Right. Like I could see that being the thing. Like I have to, after he sees that, it's like I can't sit here and put my head in the sand. I have to be brave after this. Yeah, could be interesting. It's all it's all building to this. So we'll, yeah. we'll see we'll see where it goes. But I, I'm 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 as excited as I can be, I guess, for a season finale. Although it's been an up and down. That's what season. you want. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm in a better place than I was, you know, last you know when when the beginning of the season. Yeah, I feel better about the show. Uh, being in a better place. Just I don't know. I they, they've been holding back. It's like they've been just like I don't know, just stretching and stretching. It's like enough. We, I it's, think it's, because it's of this pop. war, I yeah. think they feel like once this war starts next season, that yeah. that's the thing. They, they can't like, have it last like eight episodes of war. They're gonna have to. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. They're gonna end it and then rebuild the civilization again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens, guys. All right. So, uh, where can our listeners hear us, see us, uh, read about us when we're not talking The Walking Dead? Uh, Daryl, how about you? Uh, you can go to tailornetworkpodcast.com and, and you can hear me and Jim on Nothing's On. Uh, we got a ton of shows that we have to talk about. 
Uh, speaking of comic book movies, we got to finish up Legion and and do uh, Iron Fist. Uh, so we'll have we'll have some spoiler episodes uh, going on. So if you want to know, you know, the thoughts on that, we'll we'll share it on on an upcoming show. Awesome. Yeah, we did we did one about Logan recently. If you've seen that mm-hmm. movie, uh, we went really spoilery on that, and that was uh, pretty well received. So it's good. And Jim, what about you? Well, I wanted to also shout out um, uh, Aaron uh, does a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe where they review uh, recent movies. Uh, they also do commentary tracks every month, and we just did. I just did a commentary track with Aaron and Abe and uh, Brandon Peters uh, from the Cult Movie Cavalcade, uh, a Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast. Uh, we did a commentary track commentary for um, a podcast for uh, Lethal Weapon. Nice. How'd that go? It went great. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah I gotta do it too. I was I was too old for that. I really was, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but definitely check that out if you're into the new movies. Uh, if you're into other cool TV shows based on comic books, like maybe oh I don't know the DC shows, then check out DC TV podcast with my esteemed colleague Daryl Taylor, as well as Chub Toad and Jerry Atkinson. We just posted our mu- our semi musical episode uh, in uh, tribute to the musical ups, uh, crossover between Flash and Supergirl. Uh, Jerry sang all of her reviews. <laughs> um, Chub Toad saying, "If you can call it that, uh, but don't don't punish us for that. Still, listen. yeah, yeah, still listening. You can fast forward that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was one of our most fun shows we've had. We also discussed the new Justice League trailer, uh, pretty in depth. That was where uh, you get uh, Daryl posing posing as Aaron Newworth <laughs> on that on, on the podcast. Um, also on the Taylor Network podcast, you can find Nothing's On, where Daryl and I talk more generally about television and movies with our, our good friend and colleague, Donnie Salvo. And also Paradigm Shift, which is a live uh, D&D game that we record and turn into podcasts uh, with my friend Alan White and Bob France and a bunch of other, and Alan uh, Anton Krumhoff and a bunch of really cool cool dudes. Uh, we play D&D and you get to come along and listen uh, to the story. Uh, it's pretty fun. So you can find us all there and you can follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. Awesome. So don't be mad at me, but I just finally watched The Killing Joke. It was on HBO, and I caught it, and yeah. I was good. I liked it. I know they got a little, you know, people didn't like it, like the whole you know Batgirl story. I thought it was actually really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. Oh, but and you guys oh, had mixed, can, mixed reviews on there, I'm sure. Uh, I liked part of it. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. It was a very up and down thing. I yeah, section I like. Yeah, go back a few months and listen to DC. We talked a lot about no, I, that. See, I remember you guys talking about it. That's the funny thing. I remember you guys talking about it. I just never yeah. – I, I, I missed it when it was in the theaters for like the two days it was in the theaters. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it just finally made its way to like HBO. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got to watch this thing. And I recorded it. And uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. It wasn't – you know, I, I was a big fan of Batman the Animated Series. You know, So that's – Oh yeah, you know I love that show. I just oh, I couldn't yeah. get enough of that. Oh yeah, so. totally oh, yeah. one of the one of the best uh, Batman's ever. So. And I think this was just a really neat version of that show. Just you know a little bit amped up, but I mean it was uh, you know. He but. definitely wrote her like the cartoon version, that the animated version. Oh definitely. yeah, yeah. So I thought it was pretty pretty good, but I know it didn't stay true to the book and all that. So I know there's a lot of critical critics on that one. But check anyway. out check out check out Assault on Arkham. That was a really good uh, animated uh, uh, feature as well. Is that is like a movie or is it the, the, the video game? It's a, uh, it's no, a movie. It, it's a movie. It's an animated feature just like Killing Joke. Oh, okay, okay. Assault uh, on Arkham. It's called Assault on Arkham, but it's basically a Suicide Squad movie, but it's a good one. 
Oh, I will definitely check that out. <laughs> definitely check so. that out. And if you want to hear my other podcast, I am the host of the one and only Auto Chat Show. Me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, whatever creeps into our brain in that particular moment, our brains, I should say. Uh, last week, we talked about the Hyundai Santa Fe. We also talked to uh, one of our good friends uh, joined the show, Chris Connors. We talked about uh, snowplow, snowmageddon, and different kind of trucks to use during the winter <laughs> weather. It was actually a pretty cool show. And we're lining up some good things for the spring. We're getting our spring... Um, test vehicle schedule kind of lined up so stay tuned for some really cool uh new car reviews and uh other other shenanigans uh on the auto chat show facebook.com forward slash auto chat show and give us a like and you can follow us from there over room in hell and the dead, dead walk the earth remember lady balls get your fresh salty lady balls <laughs> good and middle fingers at kids uh, that take it thank you too much Yeah, call it a temporary crutch With broken words I've tried to say, honey, don't you be afraid, if we got nothing we got us And if you only die once, I wanna die with you